At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we can. Government is the problem. Welcome, everybody, to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I am a liberal. My name is Tim. I'm a conservative. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and check out our website at libcon.podbean.com. Check out us. Uh, check out. Check us. Check it. Check, check, check. Check us out. Man. Rats. On the check Twitter. Us out on, check us out on Twitter. I'm at Libcon Matt. Tim is at Libcon Tim. Uh, buy Tim's book on Amazon. It's called Things I Want. You can check out the trailer for my production company's new film at sphereofinfluencemovie.com. Uh, I am also participating in a blog over there. So if you just can't, if you can't possibly get enough of me, I can't. And I don't I need, blame you. I need more. Wait a minute. Hang on. Yes. Well, then that's where you need to go. So anyhow, Every we're day. glad to have you. We've got, uh, we, well, we have lots of, lots of all sorts of just all kinds of funness tonight. You know what? We're not going to use the word, the one word that we're probably not, that we're not going to use in, in, in conjunction with the segment. It's the word election. Yeah, well, we'll try <laughs> because there's not one. Well, there's not one going on. There will be no segment with the title "Election" in it tonight. This is true at all. And you know what? That's that's kind of awesome. This will be the first show ever that 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 we've done. Yeah, that an election that, was that that can say that. Coming, yeah. yeah, or or hadn't just, you know friggin' happened. So anyhow, how are you, sir? Great. I'm excited. It's a fun time to be a conservative. So I'm I'm kind of I'm just. Excited about the show and excited to talk about everything going on. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm I'm fascinated to hear sure, about this. Sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. Outstanding. It's fun time to be a conservative. I I would know uh, nothing about such things. So anyhow. All right. Well, uh, the Donald Trump era in America has officially begun. Uh, not officially, but it's it's definitely started. And there's there's just been a lot of. Uh, you know, just a lot of uh, well, with the transition, you know, you can't really tell how it's going, and uh, you know, we we had the first two major appointees, both of which send ex- couldn't possibly send more different signals uh, than Reince Priebus as chief of staff and Steve Bannon as chief of strategy. This brand new cabinet position. Because it's chief it's, strategist, chief strategist, it's the new cabinet. Um, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there doing the usual sort of angling, you know, Rudy, Rudy's out there working it, man. He wants to do something. He really wants to do something. Give, me a, job. give me a job. Give me a job. I'll do Can it. I be the attorney general. Can I, Can I be the secretary of state? Anything. Let me do whatever. Um, there's been there, you know, for all of Trump's, ah, uh, it'll be different. There's been plenty of failing New York times and a little bit more 3 a.m. tweeting the other day. I, um, uh, you know what? Uh, look, it, it's, this is such a great time to be a conservative. You start what I, I, I get. Ryan's Priebus seemed to me to be an obvious choice for chief of staff, uh, just based on the fact that Ryan sort of disappeared at some point during the campaign and and went and hunkered down in the Trump bunker to you know help them win, and it, obviously it worked. So that seemed that seemed obvious to me. And the Bannon thing being involved is is not surprising. To me, it is disappointing, as it is to quite a few people, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, what do you got? Well, I mean, the Priebus appointment seems incredibly smart uh, as far as, you know, you, when, when it comes to chief of staff, you're looking for someone to make things happen, kind of keep everyone in line. And who better to do that than the, I guess, former now? I don't know if he can continue to be the Republican. Um, you know, I was wondering about I was wondering about that. I, I don't yeah, see how uh, I don't see how you could do any other job while being the White House. Chief I, of staff. I really I, I, I really don't, don't see that how that's possible either. So, I mean, I but, saw I mean the you West talk one, about right? someone who knows everyone. Uh, and has a certain amount of pull with everyone, uh, regardless of what kind of conservative you are, if you're a, a Tea Party or a, or a Mitt Romney. Um, so yeah, I think that, that's fair. That's great. Um, I, I don't know enough about Priebus to to kind of like or dislike him. Uh, my main dislike of Priebus was that he let Trump happen, uh, and now that's sort of uh, I'm looking stupid. So. Uh, 
seems like a good a good appointment to me. Uh, obviously, he's a very able, competent person, so that's that's good. Um, and and I'm having to, you know, keep an open mind about uh, Steve Steve Bannon Bannon Brandon Brandon. Uh, it's Bannon, yeah. There's no R. Yeah, you know, it's, it, traditionally I'm, I haven't been a, a, a Breitbart guy, uh, and I've traditionally been a little skeptical of the of the alt right, uh, just because, as I've said a thousand times at this point, you know, I'm a, a business free trade kind of Republican, and sometimes it doesn't seem like that's really the primary push behind Breitbart, um, and I, I've sort of taken a lot on. Assumption, just because most of the time when I, the few times I've seen a Breitbart article, it's been in connection with Obama, and I certainly have not cared for the tone that they've taken with with President Obama, and so whenever people have talked about them as as sort of white nationalists or racist or bigots or anti-Semitic, I've always just kind of been like, oh, okay, sure, you know, I'll take your word for it. And now that he's the chief strategist, I've had to kind of go back and reevaluate my position and actually go through and look at some of brace smart stuff and, and try to see it from a different perspective. Uh, and, and in general, I've been surprised. Uh, and when I'm not looking at something that's anti Obama, uh, it, it hasn't been infuriating. Uh, and some of the labels that's been applied to it. Once you, when you actually dig and try to look it's not quite as clear cut as the mainstream media wants to make it out to be. Uh, you know, the, the most obvious one would be the, the, the charge that Bannon and Breitbart are anti-Semitic. Uh, and they always go back to that headline, the renegade Jew. And the guy who wrote that article had, you know, came out with an article, another article saying, what, what are you all talking about? Uh, I am Jewish. <laughs> Steve Brandon didn't write that article. This is, this was me. A, a Jewish Republican writing uh, about a fellow Jew. Uh, so that hardly seems like an anti-Semitic headline or, or uh, article when it's placed in that light. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that Steve Bannon is going to surprise all of us uh, and, and not, you know, demonstrating that he is not any sort of racist or bigot or any of those sorts of things. Uh, and I've also, and that also made me think about because I've I've heard this idea sometimes that Trump was anti-Semitic, and the ridiculousness of that charge. Uh, because I don't know if you realize this, I didn't realize this, but his son-in-law that he's placing all this trust in Kushner is Jewish, and his children, his grandchildren, are being raised as Orthodox Jews. Uh, so that charge doesn't seem to really make any sense. Um, and also that made me think about, well, everyone talks about Trump as a racist. Well, I'm going to go back and look and I'm going to try to find, all right, why is he a racist? And there's not any clear cut things that he said, you know, Tim, certainly he was sued certainly and not said, against, he was sued in the seventies for, uh, by the, uh, by the justice department for singling out blacks. And keeping them out of his buildings, and he settled. A, he settled a lawsuit with them. It was effective because they had him dead to rights. None of that is clear cut. I mean, you're talking about one lawsuit. You're back, hedging. You're hedging. No, I'm not. I'm not hedging at all. You're talking about one lawsuit forty years ago that was settled out of court. This is not how America works. America is not, you know, guilty before proven innocent. Absolutely not. So he's got one thing from 40 years ago that, depending on how you look at it, maybe could be construed in a certain light. And I'm sorry, that does not earn someone the title of racist. I need a lot more. David Duke is a racist. Done. Donald Trump? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to need to see more. I'm going to see need to see a lot more than that. Um, so no, I'm not hedging in any way, shape, or form. Now, if you're a Latino. I think you've got a much stronger case for being concerned about how Trump feels about you. Yes. Uh, but from the African-American community, meh, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite so sure. Um, so, yeah. So for me, that's been an interesting thing, having to kind of keep an open mind and going back and looking and trying to find 
where where does all this come from? Where do all these assumptions come from? And for the most part, I, I it hasn't held up uh, under further investigation. Okay, let me start with Bannon. First of all, let me just give you let me just give you a sampling of headlines from Breitbart. And I, I don't I don't know about anti-Semitic. I'm not Jewish. And I, I, I can't speak to anti-Semitic stuff. And I'm not, and I'm not I, I, I don't know about racism really out of Breitbart. What I do know out of Breitbart is conspiracy theories. And that, and effectively out of a lot of the alt-right. These are just a few headlines. First of all, a thousand and one reasons why global warming is so totally over in, 20, in 2016. There's no hiring buyers against women in technology. They just suck at interviews. Climate expert, Marxist, global warming extremists control the Vatican. The simple solution to online harassment is simple. Women should log off. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. Planned Parenthood body count under Cecile Richards is up to half a holocaust. Birth control makes birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. Marxists and global warming extremists control the Vatican. Yes, that's supposed to shock. I'm sorry that you agree. I mean, I'm glad you agree with him on 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 abortion. But just because you agree with someone on abortion doesn't mean that that makes everything else that they do okay. The Stormfront, the white pride, white nationalist resource page called Steve Bannon's appointment, not it d- said, and I quote, it doesn't get any better than this. When you have... David Duke saying that this is the best day ever for white people when Donald Trump got elected. When you have white pride groups cheering the appointment of some of one specific person, when you have all of these other things that Steve Bannon is just I mean, I'm sorry if you don't believe if you actually think that global warming is some kind of conspiracy. The fact that the climate is changing and that we need to be concerned about it is 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 some kind of massive conspiracy that's going on between uh, apparently the Vatican, which I didn't realize that Pope Francis was a crazed climate change kind of conspiracy dude, but Hey, news to me, then yes, that's, I, I, I am allowed to be concerned about that. I too am trying to keep an open mind about Donald Trump, but the appointment of these people is concerning. And honestly, the fact that it doesn't really seem to concern you all that much because Hey, he's right about Planned Parenthood is is weird i i don't get it because this kind of stuff what? should concern you at the very least it should concern you so one what that is not at all what i said that because of the planned parenthood suddenly i'm not concerned but look incendiary headlines headlines that are seeking to grab attention and get people to read the article this is hardly the realm solely of breitbart this is all of Yahoo News, right? This is all. This is any headlines that you read. Like one headline I read was Trump lashes out on Twitter, right? And that now I can't off the top of my head. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I went back and read the tweet. I'm like, wait, what? This is lashing out. This is the title we're going to give that, and it was ridiculous. So yes, absolutely. Breitbart probably has some incendiary headlines. I'm not and lobbying to the get the women, Yahoo News editors in the freaking the cabinet of the president for the United States. When I'm telling you that I'm okay with the Yahoo News people being in the cabinet of the president of the United States, then you can call me crazy and call me out on that one. I'm sorry. You would be okay with someone who who ran the New York Times or someone who ran the Washington Post getting appointed to a chief strategist position. This is not something that would shock and appall you. And all of those places have at times read headlines that were incendiary. Absolutely. Now, all running of this an incendiary headline is say, one thing. Running shit that is patently false is not. They have, Breitbart has the things, they have, they do not agree with climate change. And so, yes, they have an agenda there that they're pushing. And I disagree with that agenda. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly, I disagree with that agenda. And I disagree with the idea that the Vatican is behind all of this. Okay? Absolutely, I disagree with that. But am I willing to completely dismiss the guy as some sort of bigoted, racist, anti-Semite? No. I'm not at all. Now, 
I'm am not I, dismissing him as that. I'm dismissing him as, him as completely unqualified to to advise the president because he has no qualifications. None. He runs a website for crazy people. And that man, and that is exactly the issue here. That you are completely assuming that that everyone, anyone who reads Breitbart, who pays attention to it, is crazy. And that's the that is the, an enormously frustrating thing for me right now with the with. Not even all liberals, because just as you can't paint all anyone who reads Breitbart as crazy, I'm not going to try to paint all liberals as crazy. But it, it is bothering me the way that some people in the liberal movement are talking about anyone who supports Donald Trump or anyone who likes Steve Bannon. That if you like this person, you must like everything they've ever done or every headline that Steve Bannon has ever posted. No, I don't like some of those headlines. The ones about women, I really don't like and care for at all. Um, but I'm not willing to just totally dismiss the guy. So am I concerned by a couple of those headlines? Yes. Have I, I've never liked Breitbart, ever. But I'm simply saying that I, I don't think that necessarily he deserves all of the labels that he has gotten. And I'm interested to see what happens. And as Just far as whether or not he's he qualified, deserve. he is the chief strategist, which is very similar to the role that he held through the campaign. And obviously, he was pretty effective there. So hopefully, he will be effective in this position. And I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and see what happens. This one, I am not, I am not happy about. And I am not. I am opposed to it. I don't think that he has any business holding the role that he has. I don't think that he, because the stuff that he peddles is the same kind of conspiracy theory bullshit that liberals on the left have been peddling for the last 40 years when they started saying that the moon landing was faked or that 9-11 was, was, uh, was, uh, was, uh, was a Bush administration conspiracy. Hmm. This is the same sort of thing. And I no more believe that Steve Bannon is qualified to do this job than I would believe that the makers of loose change are qualified to hold a position in a cabinet. Look, Trump got elected on the idea that he was going to shake things up. He wasn't going to bring in a bunch of the same old people to run everything. So then he why appointed is he- Reese Priebus, who is definitely the same old person. He is definitely establishment. And so in order to make sure that he's getting the opinions of the people that got him elected, he brought in as chief strategist one of their heads. I, I think it was, I'm not ready to say a good decision yet, but I understand his thought process and I'm willing and I'm open to seeing what happens. I don't think the man's qualified to be there. I don't think he's got any business being there. Well, I'm Donald sorry. Trump ain't qualified to be there, but he got elected. And yeah, we elected Donald Trump. We happens. didn't elect Steve Bannon. Well, he was the camp. What was he? The camp. He wasn't the campaign manager, but he was something big in the campaign. So he's a part of that whole movement. He's a part of the whole thing. So, yeah, we did kind of. I'm not trying to defend any anything. I'm 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 all I'm saying is that I do not think the man is qualified, and I think I got plenty of legs to stand on when I say that. I'm not I'm I'm not changing my position. But just because and I'm and this is what bothered this is what's bothering me out of the right right now is that there's an awful lot of people running around there running around shooting their mouths off and saying get in line. Well, you know what? I'm not quite ready to get in line. And I am ready to say just as I did last week. And I can't speak for all these people that are really upset. But the fact of the matter is is that this is a lot to take in. And I need some time to take some of it in. And I'm trying to take some of that in. And at the same time, I said about 9 million times during that show last week that I am willing and to accept the fact that he's the president. I'm not contesting it. And I hope to God he does that he does a good job. But I am not going to stand here and say, because I hope you do a good job, I am good with everything you do. And I'm not going to say that I agree or disagree that I that I if I disagree with something, I'm not going to say, well, I'm, I, I think I should wait. I disagree with this. I don't think this man is qualified to be there. I don't think he's got any business being there. And I think that a lot of the crap he puts out there is dangerous. And part of it, in part, 
because it is a massive part of this fake news trend that people have bought into because because it's easy to buy into this stuff on the internet. And it's a dangerous part of the internet, frankly, because I mean, I'm, there was there was there was a a study done uh, a couple of days ago about the the number of of stories that were proven to be patently false that got far more attention than any of the true stories that were put out over the last week of the election. And when I say patently proven to be false, I'm talking about like the implication that the Clinton campaign had a had an FBI agent murdered. And those came from places like Breitbart. And those are patently, they're wrong. It did not happen. And that's the sort of stuff that Steve Bannon's people have been peddling for years, whether they're actually from Breitbart or if they're cut from the same cloth. And that's why it concerns me. And I am allowed to be worried about it. You are absolutely allowed to be worried about it. I'm not saying no one is allowed to be worried about it, nor am I saying that you have to get in line. All I am saying is that I had taken in all of these labels about Steve Bannon and I made myself go back and look at things. And while I do not agree with a number of the articles published by Breitbart, I am not necessarily seeing the legitimacy of all of these labels about him. Now, unqualified, maybe that is an appropriate label. But all of the other stuff, I'm not quite ready to say, yes, he is a racist. Yes, he is anti-Semitic. Yes, he is a big... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not necessarily seeing that. So I'm interested to see what comes of it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. You, you do not have to like him. You do not have to think he's qualified. You do not have to get in line behind him. I'm not trying to tell you to do any of those things. I'm not necessarily saying that the man's a racist because I'll be honest with you. The idea part of the part of the, the problem, part of the thing that liberals are doing wrong and have done wrong for a very long time is that they do not appreciate the fact that, yes, there is racism that goes on in this country. They're absolutely right about that. And you know what? There's an awful lot of people on the right that don't want to admit that because they don't know. And that I'm going to get to, there's another point on that that I want to make. But the the problem is, is that you're not going to solve the problem of racism by calling everyone a racist. Correct. That's not going to work. Yes. And you cannot, the fact of the matter is, is that I'm, I'm actually not willing to say that, that Steve Bannon is a racist because I haven't actually seen that a lot that he is. Now, does it worry me when, when a white pride website says that it's the greatest thing ever that he got this spot. Yeah. Yeah, that does. Because you know what? If you got the support of somebody, there's, there is an optical problem that I have right now that I am trying to get past with the fact that we are chasing the first black president with the first clan endorsed president. I'm not saying that's Donald Trump's fault, but I am saying that optically it worries me a little bit. And at the very least, there's some really sick, twisted irony in it. And you know what? And I and I wish I wish that we could get I mean, Trump had his, you know, his cut it out, stop it thing from anyone who was preaching a message of hate in his name. Uh, So that's good. Uh, I would like to see even stronger terminology used saying, you know, we do not endorse that along the lines of what Ryan has done. Ryan has been pretty unequivocal uh, about Stating the Republican Party is not the party of bigotry. We, we do not stand for this. We do not want your endorsement. You know, so that's great. And I want. I and wish I could Ryan see more has, of that. Ryan from has Trump never and, chased and from that Bannon. by going out and saying something else that may or may not be. It's it's this. Well, it may or may not be. It's kind of you know he didn't really use the big N word. He just kind of maybe called somebody something else, but you know, we would just, it's not really, that's not it. You know, Wait, and what are you also, talking about right now? What are you I'm, talking about? I'm not right talking now? about, I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about general equivocating over race. How which, is Ryan equivocating over race? What Ryan is, is Ryan, Ryan done to equivocate Ryan, over race? Ryan, did you listen? I that's I not did. what I said. I did not say Ryan. I said that Ryan has been very clear. And the difference with Ryan and Trump is that Ryan doesn't chase it immediately afterward by saying something that, well, maybe or maybe not, that he's got to go, got to go back and apologize for later. But then in Ryan's case, Ryan, again, 
if Ryan ever did slip up, I mean, I don't think Ryan would ever slip up and say anything like that. But if he did, I'm pretty sure Ryan would turn around and go, sorry. Trump, on the other hand, has never once apologized for any of the stuff that he said. And with the exception of the Access Hollywood thing, because, again, you know, say what you want about the Mexicans and the black people and the Asians. When you start talking about grabbing white women by their pussies, we can't have that. And honestly, that's the thing. If there was something I was going to be concerned about, I, I would. That's the one thing that I would be concerned about is, you know, if you're talking about headlines from Bannon or you're talking about uh, things that Trump has done or said. The woman thing is much more concerning to me because I feel like that's been much more clear cut. Like you said about the birth control, you know, the birth control co- headline. What the, what the what is that? You know, and Trump with the grabbing by the whatever. And the way he talked about Megyn Kelly. Are you kidding me? Um, it, you know, so, I mean, honestly, if I'm going right. to talk about things that concern me, that concerns me. Now, that said, I mean, the man hired a woman as his campaign manager. So, I, he, he can't be too sexist if he was willing to put his entire campaign in the hands of a woman. Uh, so there, there's some conflict there. So, and I'm hoping to give him the, again, just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and hoping to hell he doesn't say anything like that now that he's president. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I I don't know. There's, there's no, there's no way to know. I, you know, but again, with the, you know, I mean, I saw the, I, and I, and I did see the Trump lashes out thing because the Trump lashing out thing that, that was, at least the one that I saw was that was Trump, frankly, lashing out at the New York times. And he did, he went on a three or four tweet rant going after the New York times again, again, with the failing again, with the very unfair. And again, the, 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 they have no proof and they have no audience and yada, 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 yada. That's, that's lashing out. I, I'm, I'm that, sorry. No, it I'm is sorry, lashing no, out. But those are not, I, that wasn't the one, the one that I saw in reference to him lashing out, but those are, I'm sorry. I don't think those are rants. I think that's him. He, the New York times said things that he does not think is true. And he went to Trump. He went to Twitter to defend himself I didn't think that he used inflammatory language, really. I think he, I think that was a strong rebuke of the things the New York Times was saying about him, and he's got a right to do that. Because from my understanding, with the New York Times stuff, it's all about the transitions a mess that's going on. And he's like, no, nothing is a mess. Everything is going exactly as we want. There is no, there is no upheaval. There, none of this. This is not the case. Now, which one's true? I don't know. But he's got every right to use his Twitter to defend himself. Yeah, but should he? I mean, you, you can't every time the press writes something that may or may not be true, because the New York Times, if they've got sources and you know what? I haven't just seen that in the New York Times. I've seen that in the New York Times. I've seen it on CNN. I've seen it on Fox. There's a lot of different places that are reporting that there's some trouble. And it's pretty obvious that there may or may, that there must have been some discord because they had one transition team in place and they kicked them all out. They did. So they gave Christie the boot. Were you happy must, about that? How did you feel about that? You don't like Christie. I, I hate Chris Christie. Go away. That's fine. Cheers. Bye. Later. Peace out. You know, and if we could just have somebody that would just tell Rudy, you know what? She's not going to get a job, buddy. That'd be How fine about with this? me, too. I mean, not not to change subjects, but I mean, we have Rudy and the job. How about this meeting with Romney and uh, Romney and Trump? Well, Romney is obviously the political whore I always took him for, which is not surprising in any way. Wow! Wow! I mean, now that's wait what a he minute. Is. He, Romney wait goes which way? Romney goes which way? Romney goes which way the wind blows? You just talked about the need that if you were qualified, if you were a qualified Republican, and Trump came to you for help, by God, help him! And Romney is doing exactly that, and you're calling him a political whore. I think he is. Yeah. Oh, I don't like Mitt Romney. I've never liked Mitt Romney. If Romney I wants to go in and Trump help, I don't. up the road. And if he, in his infinite wisdom, came to me as he should for advice, I would do it. I would absolutely sit down and talk to him and, and, and help the man no, out. Tim, you're Tim. Look, you're, you're look, you're, you're absolutely right. You have to do it. I mean, that's, there's, there's no, there's no question about that. I wanted to get in a dig at Mitt Romney because I like taking digs at Mitt Romney. You have to do it. It's, it's no different than, uh, than Huntsman, uh, saying yes to Obama, whether or not 
Obama asked Huntsman to do that to potentially remove somebody from the political playing field or if he actually believed Huntsman would be good at the job, which I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that that's what happened. Huntsman was the one person who said yes, absolutely. And you, you, you had look, if the president, that's one of those things that if, if, if the president of the United States calls you and says, I need your help with something, then you say yes. That, I mean, that's it. You know, yeah. and, and it doesn't matter if it's if it's Trump or if it's Obama or if it's whoever, you know, and that, again, Absolutely. one of my problems out of the last several years was that, uh, you know, you effectively had a president in Obama who was going to people and saying, I would like to fix this problem. And a whole bunch of people going, we're not going to do that. And that and that bothered me as it should. Uh, and it bothered me. And it bothered me and, the way that some Republicans talked about Huntsman because he helped Obama. Yeah, which um, was just pathetic and stupid and childish. It was. And, it was ridiculous. And any, you know what? And frankly, I would hope that any Democrat in their right mind, and I hope he does, because Obama actually had a number of Republicans working within his cabinet in various posts for a number of years. That's it borders on tradition that this goes on. And I hope that I hope to God that the that Trump goes out and and finds you know the other side. Uh, and I uh, hope so too. I'm really interested to see if, if he, I, if he, I, I don't know if he will, but have some Democrats. I hope he does. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. So I, I obviously look, obviously this is, this is it's it, because it is still, it is still very loud out there right now. And there are a lot of people that are, that are, that are scared. Uh, they're angry. And they're they're still offended by a lot of the things that Trump did. And on the other side, you have an awful lot of people that are indignant and annoyed with the people who are mad and scared and offended. Uh, and there's this sort of fascinating, frightening little bit cycle going on right now. Maybe even more so than anything I've ever really seen. So, yeah, I, well, I don't I, know. I what, would what, echo what, Obama. What, what, what do you got? Well, I mean, I guess I would echo Obama on the on the protest uh, standpoint. Keep, keep protesting, be organized. You know, like we want people to be involved. Great. Uh, I would just say, please stop destroying stuff. Um, you know, there, there's been at least one that kind of turned into a destructive riot. So protest, please. Uh, I, I like your enthusiasm, but please don't destroy stuff. Uh, and as you said before, please stop labeling everyone who disagrees with you as a racist. You know, I don't try to make every liberal, I don't lump Barack Obama in with Lena Durham. Is that how you say her name? The girl star, Lena Durham. Dunham. Um, Dunham. D-U-N. Yeah. I, I don't lump Obama in with her. So please don't lump me in with the KKK. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, that's, you know, because I do get like the African American community has every right to be paranoid, right? I mean, they were slaves 150 years ago. They were brutally and severely oppressed 50 years ago. They were kind of, sort of, still, you know, oppressed 20 years ago. And now it looks like there's still there is definitely some racism still going on. There's definitely some issues with the way that our police. Uh, uh, are interacting with the African American African American community, you know. So I, I I'm not going to sit here and say shut up, you're ridiculous, or any of these things. Absolutely not. You know, they have every right to be concerned about trying to hold on to uh, the progress that's been made and to be pushing for continued more progress. Um, but at the same time, please. Please don't call me a racist. <laughs> that's, well, that's and I think it's probably going a little too far, at least in your case, to say that you support Donald Trump. I mean, I I, I still think that you maintain a, a, the, some of the same healthy, perfectly healthy skepticism that you held before he got elected. I mean, which is perfectly fine. Um, you know, it, I, I think... Well, let's be honest. I had, I had some... Uh, <laughs> reasonable hatred before the election. And I, I would say I'm now trying to tone that down into a healthy, optimistic skepticism. Uh, which, which is normal. And frankly, I think what a lot of us have to try to do when someone gets elected president, even if you downright loathe them. Um, Absolutely. You know, and 
uh, you know, that's, I, I think that's just sort of the point that frankly, both of us have tried to make, but at the same time, I, I don't believe the one thing that I, that I, that I need, that I need people to understand right now is that this is not, yeah, man, this is, this is, this is, this is just tough. I mean, this, this is, this is tough for me and it's tough for a lot of us on, on our side. And, and, and it, it's not just tough because well, we really didn't see this coming. Really didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah, give it another. Which, 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 which is hard. That made, that makes it difficult. But I, you know, uh, there is a part of me that is having to. There, there's a part of me that's mourning right now. And honestly, I think this would have been going on even if even if Clinton had won, because. You know, for the last eight years, I have been very proud of uh, having Barack Obama as our president. I've I've learned a lot watching him, uh, just in the way that he approaches problems, and it's been a very eye-opening experience for me. Uh, and that's ending. And I kind of started to realize it during the DNC, the the convention. Mm-hmm. And and now 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 it's now it's really it's 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 really happening. It's really over. And and uh, you know that's tough. It's just tough. Uh, and. I, you know, it, it's just, it may sound melodramatic, but it is, it's, it's just, it's the way I feel. And I would expect that there are an awful lot of people out there that probably feel the same way. Uh, well, I, I would say definitely, you know, sorry, go ahead. Um, no, it's, it's okay. Go, go. What, what do you got? No, I would just say, please, you know, I, I would count myself amongst that number as, as excited as I am. At the potential of seeing some uh, more Republican-esque policies being put in place and the government hopefully being run in a more Republican manner. Uh, and I say hopefully because, as I've said a million times, I don't think that the Bush administration ran the country as I would have hoped a Republican would. Uh, and so I'm just very hopeful that this time around we do. Um, all that said, I have, I have loved President Obama uh, and— Especially considering, I mean, the the amount of dislike that I had for the Bush administration by the end of it, uh, and there was definitely some shame that I felt uh, about our country because of the things that that the Bush administration had done. It has been so nice over the last eight years uh, to be proud every time I heard our president speak. You know, not not once did I ever cringe when I heard the president speak. Uh, not once did I ever did I ever cringe when I saw his picture in the paper. When I and I, I am very very sad uh, that he is leaving. Well, you know, as he's admitted, you know, one of the big failures of his campaign of his presidency was, you know, the inability to find uh, the common ground with the Republicans. Uh, now, granted, most of that I would say probably most of that blame lies with the Republicans. Um, but in the end, you know, I mean, he was the president during that time. So I'm, I'm hoping to see an end to that gridlock now, and I'm excited to see that end. But it doesn't change the fact that I have loved President Obama and will miss him and his family very much. Yeah, and when, and I'm, I, and and again, I'll, I'll say this: I, I'm, I'm happy that you're happy about the possibilities that all of these majorities. Frankly, a lot of us aren't quite so excited or optimistic by these possibilities. And there are a lot of things that are coming out right now that are very, that are very nerve wracking and that have got to be stood up to by people that feel as we do. And we can, we can hope that the president does a good job and we can stand up to those ideas at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's the balance that we have to try to find. But right now there are just, there are just a lot of wounds if somebody's hurting, you don't look at them and say, well, nah, my guy won. And, uh, you know, I think that we would all do well to just back off 
If you're a liberal, be happy for the people who you know are happy. If you're a conservative, be conscious of the fact that there are a lot of people out there that aren't quite so happy right now. And it's just going to take some time for all of this dust to settle. And I, I, I'm not convinced. I don't think we're doing that right now. And I wish we were doing more of it. Well, I think in fairness to that, you know, when we talk about liberals and we talk about Democrats, I, I think we have to keep in mind that the higher ups are being very gracious for the most part. Um, I'm not talking about the higher ups. You know, well, but I just, I I feel like I want to make that clear for myself. You know, like I, everyone else aside, when you look, you know, maybe Harry Reid is an exception, but you know, you look at even Elizabeth Warren, you look at Bernie Sanders, you look at Obama, you look at Clinton, uh, you're really seeing nothing but, but class from these people. Uh, And while absolutely, and as they should, being clear that we're going to stand up for our ideals, there there has been comments from all of them about where they can find common ground uh, with the Trump administration, and that and that's been great, uh, and they and they deserve lots of rounds of applause for that. Yeah, they do. Um, so, speaking of which, round of applause. Who you got? Well, I kind of gave it away there. Bernie Sanders uh, would get my round of applause while I wholeheartedly disagree with his message um you know but he was saying that if if donald trump is for uh combating corporate america then he's got an ally in me um i do not like to see corporate america as being labeled uh as a group that needs to be fought uh but i do appreciate his sentiment uh in stating that you know he was ready to stand by and assist donald trump uh, if that was a battle that Donald Trump was going to try to fight. So round of applause, Bernie word. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was glad to see a lot of the things that, you know, we, uh, the, the things that you expect to see out of, out of these, out of these people, you know, out, out of our politicians. And, and that's sort of my point with what, what you see at the beginning of the, at the top, these things happen from the top down. And everything starts with people like Bernie and uh, Senator Warren and uh, and uh, Secretary Clinton and and the president. Um, and that was sort of that was sort of the point about the indignation about the fact that Trump didn't come right out and say, "Well, of course I'll do it." You know, I'll 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 support the result. You know, he started that. He was the one that brought all that up in the first place. And so we had every right to question why he was saying that and would he ever and had he changed his mind there was never any reason for us not to ask that question of him because he's the one that started saying stuff like that the press didn't start it he did and some of the responses that i've seen out of people like kellyanne conway and Corey Lewandowski and uh, the people that have worked directly with donald trump looking at the protesters and going you know what you all were wondering whether or not trump would accept it and now you're the ones that can't accept it well you know what we're we're, we're the people we're not supposed to be the mature ones in the room you are all this starts up there. Some of us are are, are just going to, it's, it's going to take some time for us. But leadership starts at the top. And the kind of leadership that we've seen from, frankly, from both sides in a lot, in a lot of cases has been great. And it's the sort of thing that I, I wondered if we were going to get. But so far, we've gotten it. So good on you. Absolutely. Who's your round of applause? Um, Tom Hanks. Oh, I love Tom Hanks. American Everybody dad. Tom Hanks, don't you? Don't you know, they know? You just, he, you can't he was, not. He was accepting, he was accepting an award and this is going to take me a minute to get through, but I, I just, okay. I think this needed to be said. He was, he was accepting an award the other night and I didn't have yet. Something cool was, was yours this week. So, uh, this, um, this is, I'm just going to read part of uh, most of what some of what he said the other night. We are going to be all right. America has been in worse places than we are right now. In my own lifetime, our streets were in chaos. Our generations were fighting each other tooth and nail. Every dinner table ended up being as close to a fist fight as human families are allowed. We have been in a place where we have looked at our leaders and wondered what the hell were they thinking of. We've had moments with the administrations and politicians and senators and governors in which we have asked ourselves, are they lying to us or do they really believe in this? And that's all right. 
we have this magnificent thing that's in place. It's a magnificent document, and it starts off with phrases that if you're smart enough, you've memorized in school or just read enough to that you could put it by heart or you watch these things on ABC where they taught you a little song in order to sing it. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and it goes on and on. That document is going to protect us over and over again, whether or not our neighbors preserve, protect, and defend it themselves. We are going to be all right because we constantly get to tell the world who we are. We constantly get to define ourselves as Americans. We do have the greatest country in the world. We move at a slow pace. We have the greatest country in the world because we are always moving towards a more perfect union. That journey never ceases. It never stops. Sometimes it's one step forward, two steps back, but we still aggregately move forward. We who are weak into wondering what the hell just happened will continue to move forward. We have to choose to do so, but we will move forward because if we do not move forward, what is to be said of us? This is the United States of America will go on. And I hope there are great people, great like-minded people out there who are Americans first and Republicans or Democrats second. I hope the president-elect does such a great job that I vote for his re-election in four years. That's awesome. I love you, Tom Hanks. I damn near teared up reading that. I, 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 he's absolutely right. God love him. I can see why people want him to run. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Well, another person who, who threw it out there who would be awesome was The Rock. The Rock was talking about running. Hell yeah. Vote for you every time, sir. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's that or Kanye, bro. I mean, ain't yeah. nobody, don't nobody want Kanye. No, it's not. We can have people that have national security experience go in and run for president <laughs> again. Just because we elected a reality TV star this one time doesn't mean we need to keep at it. Hey, man, the best Republican there's been was an actor. Come on now. Yeah, but he was a governor first and, you know, went in, got him, you know, some experience doing this stuff. I mean, everybody tries to say that, but Ronald Reagan had experience governing before he became a president. That's true. <laughs> it's not he, like, did. he did. It's not like he, he went straight from doing Westerns to being a Republican at the National Convention. That's true. Anyhow, let's talk about the Electoral College, because this this question was posed last week. You asked me whether or not I thought this election meant that we should deal with the Electoral College, that we should get rid of it. Um, and I, you know, I wanted some time to do some reading and, and look up on it. And at this stage, it is very much clear that Clinton not only won the popular vote, but she won by a pretty solid margin by over a million votes. Mm-hmm. So, frankly, just in the popular vote standards, it's really not even all that close. You know, I mean, Bush Gore was much closer uh, than that at the national level. So, uh, you know what? I, I think that every, if you're listening to this show, you're probably well informed enough to have read some blurb this week about why we have the electoral college. So I don't know that we need to rehash that one, but the question is now, can we get rid of it? Should we get rid of it? And it's worth noting that Barbara Boxer from California has already put forward a bill to do just that. That probably won't get the time of day in the Senate, but she put it forward. Um, Talk to me. What do you what do you, what do you think, man? It's obvious that it doesn't do what it was intended to do, at least according to Alexander Hamilton. Uh, now it varies. You know why we have that seems to vary depending on who's talking. You know we talk about inflammatory headlines. What I saw was that the electoral college exists to protect the slave states. Um, it obviously isn't doing what Hamilton said as far as, you know, ensuring that someone who is eminently qualified becomes the president. Uh, well, because and the reason it's said, not the reason it's not doing that, let's be clear, the reason it's not doing that is because we have gotten to a point with the Electoral College, because I think what Hamilton was saying was that they would th- this would act as a buffer where the electors would be able to would be willing to go against right. what the people had done and i don't think that's the case anymore it, it that's is just not, not. It, it is not, not. And it i don't is know not if the they're, case. I, i'm not i can't speak to this but i feel like perhaps we passed some laws re- requiring them to some uh, states have it's not nationwide yeah. that's that's so, on a state by state level uh so obviously they're not doing that that said you know, I mean, just looking at the map, right? Looking at the the map, the elect the election map. 
That is a lot of red. That is a lot of red. Uh, I went through and counted it, and Trump won 28 states. Yeah. Um, to the, or 29 states. 20. He won 29, and no, Clinton I thought her won count 21. Was at 20, I thought her count was at 22 or 23. I, I just went through because they counted. just because they just called New Hampshire for her like yesterday. I, I just went through and counted today, so I mean yeah. I could be wrong, well, but I think it was twenty one, and you know the the president should not be decided by California and New York, you know, just because they have so many people. Um, so I, I guess there's a part of me that feels like in order to make sure that all of these smaller, more rural states with lower populations have an equal say that, that we should be keeping the Electoral College um, and that it shouldn't just come down to a popular vote. Um, well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. I don't know that I feel strongly one way or the other either. And, and the reason is, is that blaming Clinton's loss on the electoral college is again to miss the point. Okay. These were States that frankly, Democrats have been carrying for a long time that she lost in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. They haven't been carrying Michigan for quite as long, but these are States that Democrats have every reason to believe they can win. They didn't win them this time. You know, I keep reading every time I, Every, it's one of the things about because there are things about political pundits that drive me nuts because that they, they they look at this and go this is a change election they've completely redrawn the map well apparently they're completely redrawing the map like every four years which just means we're having an election so sometimes shit happens you know it, it's not necessarily a complete like it's it's completely changed the game it hasn't you know, at the end of the day, the game is you have to win more of these electoral votes than the other guys. So, I mean, effectively, what they've done is that all all this does is it, it's, it's almost like grading on a curve where you're just weighting things more one one section weighted, giving it more weight than another. You know, so it, because it doesn't really come down to this being a buffer for anything. It does become more of a balancing act. But then Trump, made, honestly, Trump made a good point. He said, you know, I, I, I didn't campaign in any of those places because why would I, you know? Uh, yeah, that was a fair point because you know he's right. He didn't he didn't campaign in California, New York. So and and Republicans never do. So you know, I mean, it was was it was it Bush that made a big deal? I'm I will go to California. That was it. When in 2000, I think there was a thing with with Bush going to California, and it was a big deal because no Republican had campaigned there in decades. Um, you know, it 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 was. The thing about it is, is that the, the point is to win. And I think whether you have an electoral college or you have a popular vote, it, it's, it's a little bit like football in some ways. I mean, I hate to put it that way, but or, or baseball or any other sport that you find ways to shift the game to your advantage and you put things into the place, resources into the places that are going to get you enough points or votes or pins or strokes or whatever to, to put you in a position to win. And right now, the game is weighted as such so that states like Michigan and Wisconsin and uh, uh, Pennsylvania and North Carolina and Florida get some play. The idea that that takes, I mean, how many times did the Trump campaign go to Nebraska? or Wyoming, or Utah, or Oklahoma. I mean, I think he actually, I think he did go to Oklahoma maybe once or twice. No, that was during the primaries. You know, regardless of how you score this, it's going to wait to, they're going to spend the time in the places that gives them the best advantage to winning. So whether or not that, uh, that advantage is going to California, or New York, or North Carolina, or Pennsylvania, or Wisconsin, it's going to happen. It's kind of six and one half dozen the other at the end of the day. You know, this idea that this, I think that it is a little bit of a misnomer to say, well, this gives the, this gives the little guy attention. Well, but it also kind of takes away attention because there's an awful lot of Americans in California and New York that frankly don't get any attention during that. And there's a lot of, honestly, there's a lot going on in rural California that's probably not getting addressed. Um, 
you know, how many times did how many times did you hear people talk about for the plight of farmers in the California drought during this election? Yeah, no, that's a fair. I point. mean, did that come up? That no, that never came up. How many times did you hear about talking about the plight of people in Detroit? Constantly, right? Or mm-hmm. the awful things that that North Carolina farmers are dealing with. You know, it's you're going to see weighting of it one way or t'other, and it doesn't matter if it's because the state is more populous or because it gets more electoral votes. You see what I'm saying? That's that's why it feels kind of like six one half dozen the other to me. You know, it's kind of like saying, you know, I we're we're playing, uh, you know, we're we're I I don't know, you know, we're playing uh, Ohio State this week, and Ohio State has a great run game, so we're really not going to concentrate on their passing game, you know. But uh, next week we're going to play Oklahoma, and they've got a really strong quarterback, so we're not going to worry about their running game. We're going to focus on their passing game that week, you know. It, does that make sense? It does. It does. And I think that's kind of the way I feel about the Electoral College, too. That it, you know, it has its pros and cons. Uh, but for now, at least, I don't feel like there is conclusive evidence that would demonstrate that it needs to go. Yeah. And it's not like, and the other thing about it is, is that you, the thing that I like about the Electoral College is that it's fixed. It's not as though there are ways to game that system to make it. It's not like you it's 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 not as though like with Congress with gerrymandering. Like for years the Democrats gerrymandered the Republicans out of Congress. And now the Republicans have effectively gerrymandered the the Democrats out of the House, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you um, want to talk about something that needs to go. That needs yeah, to go. Yeah, gerrymandering. That needs to go. That, that's I mean, I, I would love that's to see some, some you know, and that's yeah, that's really the conversation that we should be having. Um mm-hmm. but the electoral college that uh, there are ways thousands of different ways to read that map and maneuver away a path to victory for either party at any given time. If Democrats really wanted to put the effort into trying to turn a specific state red or a red state blue, which they've done, they've proven people said for years that, that, that people that the, uh, that Southern states would never be in play for Democrats. Well, you know what? Georgia looks like it may start to be in play in the future. They've won North Carolina, uh, uh, in 2008, they very nearly won it in 2012. Uh, they obviously could win it again. Uh, you know, the, the, ele- the, the election, the presidential election in North Carolina was not really terribly close this year, but the guard, the gubernatorial election, uh, still has not been decided. So, I was going to say, has that even been, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's been figured out. No, so. that's still very much in dispute. So, yeah. You know, it, it, this idea that, that states stay red or stay blue and they never turn or you completely redraw the map every election. Well, yes, you completely redraw the map every election because every path is different. Um, even Obama's path in 2012 versus what he did in 2008 was different because there were states that he lost in 2012 that he carried in 2008, North Carolina being one of them. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like people are putting an awful lot of energy into this, again, because of the immediacy of the election. And it does it, it does open your eyes and make you wonder. This is the one type of, you know, because the point was made and it's a valid point. This is the one type of election that we have in this country where most votes don't win. Or most votes doesn't win. And I mean, that's that's totally true, you know, but. I think this system works just as well as any other, you know, because if I don't know, if all of a sudden you changed it, well, then I think you'd see Republicans campaigning an awful lot more in California. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, I I don't know how much more, again, I don't think boxers bill is going to get anywhere. It's a cute symbolic move, but it's, it's not going to, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, and all of this talk about the electors and the petitions and the electors voting for Clinton, it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, I understand that you want to try to pump some energy into it and you got, we got like five or six million signatures. Well, you know what? You got 60 some odd million people that voted for Trump. So, yeah, I don't know. There we go. Have you anything else to say on the matter? No, let us move on. Well, I think we're, I think we're done. Uh, oh, I think well, we right, yeah. There you go. I, I I think we could we could get into this policy stuff, but we'd be pushing an hour and a half on our show, which we by the time we got done with it, which we don't want to do. So we'll talk more about this policy stuff later on. That will be next time around. It won't be next week because next week is Thanksgiving and we're not doing a show. So uh, uh, let me let me say right now that I wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, 
and uh, take us out with something cool. Man, I continue to be impressed by Tesla. Um, they are constantly pushing the boundaries of, of what what we have previously thought impossible. Uh, and their latest thing is that they've taken over a, a solar panel company called Solar City. Uh, and Elon Musk has has put forth these new solar solar roof panels uh, that basically instead of having shingles, you would have these solar shingles uh, that theoretically could power your whole house uh, and look just like or even better than regular old shingles. Um, and the idea that we could be looking at a future where all houses would have these and providing very clean sources of energy for all of our houses is very, very cool to me. And I'm happy to see someone like Elon Musk stepping up and trying to make these things happen. It's American ingenuity at its best. We need to see more of it. You're Amen. absolutely right. Yeah. And that is tremendously cool. Yeah. Yeah, good call. I don't know that I'd read about those. When did they when did they release all that? Check them out fairly recently. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. That sounds fantastic. All right. Well, that's it for us. We're going to take a break next week to eat some turkey and hang out with our families and uh we will be back around the week following. Uh as always, thank you so much for joining us and uh check us out on Twitter. I'm at libcommat, Tim is at libcontim. You guys have a fantastic week and an outstanding holiday. Take care. Thank you.